Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Welcome, everyone. We are the Geek Patrol, and our microphones don't have a stun setting. Today, we're joining you from Brandon Olmsted's annual Life Day celebration, featuring several dishes of authentic Wookiee cuisine. Dude, that is why we keep an Alan Gilbert around. He's got the cookbooks. I mean, is it that you cook the Wookiee, or is it that it's Wookiee's cooking? What? There's not a lot of cooking. There's a lot of raw meat on this table. I'm not going to answer any of your questions (laughs) until you put on your Life Day robe. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, I I don't like your rule that you insist that we speak Wookie all day. That's gonna get old, man. Uh, well, you know, it's it just, could lead look, to confusion. Look, There's plenty of listerine will, in the back. You can always yeah. uh, you know gargle if you need we to. Will, Wookie is keep... just normal, common language without the hairball. Okay, uh, actually, boom. it's with the hairball. Oh well. <laughs> anyway, welcome to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. That's what the that's what's going on in this place today. So Brandon uh, Allen got hey, food. Okay. Yeah. It's, we got food, it's more we got... a celebration that I don't have to run the show this week. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, uh, well, I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, taking taking care of business last week. I'm back. I was, you know, I was in no condition to come in because I had minor surgery. But boy, one laugh and those stitches could have broke. You know. Yep. So, oh, we... don't worry. We wouldn't have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, did I introduce everybody? Welcome yeah, to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass broadcasting here on uh, including life day it's also christmas eve so i mean you yeah, know festivus and festivus we appreciate you joining us for this holiday uh, i don't know how much holiday talk we've got today but you uh, know, well, you know i mean a- we can always do some holiday talk but there are a couple of bits of news and uh stuff we want to hit on uh you've got something you brought into the studio today that we can discuss that could be a christmas gift for any of your favorite batman fans okay uh, let's be on it well i'm I'll, I'll get to that in one second. So that's, uh, okay, so that is a good point because it was sort of a little gift I bought to myself. So Brandon, um, a, a little later in the show, this is going to be fun. Brandon is a loyal member of the KISS Army. Yes, I am. And my gosh, those guys, in addition to just being world-class musicians, and I'm rolling my eyes, sorry, Brandon. but uh, No, 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 no. I will tell you, they. <laughs> I love KISS. I'm never going to say that they're the greatest no. musical band out there but they are the greatest showmen on this planet they're great showmen and they're second to none and be able to make money in places nobody else can that's true and so the future of kiss is begun argue that and (laughs) so we're going to talk about that because now suddenly they retired and yet they're still going to be making money absolutely (laughs) okay well we expect nothing less out of gene no so uh also uh warner brother there's news that's we're finding sort of amusing is we're kind of sitting back watching eating our popcorn watching the uh the real life drama of Warner Brothers mm. and I like uh, watching Paramount. the world burn. Yeah, so it's yeah. Some people just want to watch the world burn, and uh, we're here to do uh, it. That's why I started packing marshmallows. Exactly. So, but uh, also, uh, Brandon mentioned it, so I'm going to show you. Uh, well, there's no camera to show it to, but I did. I I bought two comic books, Brandon. I know, and I'm proud of you. So these are a little different, and fo- and and really, what started the whole thing. You know, if you're if you're listening to Geek Tank Radio, you're thinking, well, don't you guys? buy comics every week aren't you in the comic book shop regularly no. well 20 years ago i was but Brandon, yeah. when's the last time you had a pull list or anything i it's I, it's it's it been got a long expensive. time it got to the point where i i was not wanting to spend five dollars for a 22 page comic that was maybe 15 pages of story right i just it the investment is no longer there uh, especially you know in the in the wonderful world of digital, because you're big into digital. Yeah, comics, it's like, so. hey, I'll wait until a storyline's done and then I'll buy the digital trade. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, this is this was one that kind of flew under my radar because I try to keep up with everything. And uh, I'm, well, I'm just really glad to see that you brought him in. Well, I saw I so there was a YouTube trailer, and it's for uh, a title called Batman, the Gargoyle of Gotham. <laughs> the artist's name is very interesting. It's written and uh, it's it's written and illustrated by Raphael Grandpa. Wait, who, uh, and he's he's been he's been working in comics for about 15, 20 years now. Well, his but, style is very interesting. This is a very unique looking Batman. It's it's during his early career. It's supposed to be the first year or two of him, you know, which I always like his early pre-Robin stuff. Well, I'm not I always, a fan of Robin. I, I, love so, the, you know. I love the outfit mainly because it looks like a converted flight suit. It, it, it looks, looks very really functional awesome. and very okay, different. Good, I very like that. Cool. But it, the storyline, I am not disappointed so far. It's like sometimes it's hard to all... It, it's kind of hard to do something new with Batman. Right. And yet stay grounded. Like, I'm not into, I, I don't want Batman going to outer space and fighting aliens or something. That sort of defeats the whole point. So keeping Batman in the back alleys and fighting the, the low life of Gotham, you're that's huge, what I like. You're, you've always been you a know? huge fan of the noir-style Batman. Right. Your classic detective and fisticuffs, you know, uh, it's which is one of the reasons why Matt Reeves, the Batman, appealed to you so much when right. you first started hearing about it. And they delivered across the board. Uh, I'm not saying they didn't, but sometimes you've just got to get in there with a nice, good, street-level Batman story mm -hmm. where he doesn't have all the gadgets in the world. He still has to actually do some real thinking in the midst of it all. And when, you're, when it comes down to t retelling the origin, there's not a whole lot of new territory to tread, and it looks like they're pulling it off here. Yeah, they're doing all sorts of new things. And, and another thing is because the psychology of uh bruce wayne or batman you know however you want to because we we look at him as two entities we really look at batman as the real character and, and bruce, bruce wayne as the, the facade so they they get into all all of my favorite elements of batman and the artwork's very easy to look at and it's interesting and the uh villains are new it's cool man and it's like i'm not used to that now it is one of the black label ones which brandon that's like their newer that's sort it's of the their, new imprint for the. This is not for your eight year old. It's it's this their. Is, uh, a, I won't call it a full on like adults only style, but it is definitely not for any of your younger readers. It's a little more it's an violent. Seventeen language yeah, that, that's, is a little That's harsher. a really good way of putting it. <clears throat> but the, I don't feel I mean, like they went over the point. The, the, they they I they mean, they don't make it gratuitous. No, no, they did in the, they did in the very first Batman uh, Black Label book where uh, you know uh, Bruce yeah, I heard was about nude in the yeah. Bad Cave, and it's like <laughs> I didn't need to see that. Right. You yeah, know. they were doing that to sell con just for shock value. Mode. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this one's I'm pleasantly surprised. So if you're out there and you wanna uh get something a little different. Now it's cool too, because each of these are uh forty eight uh, I think they're forty four pages each. And something happened when I got these that hasn't happened to me in years in reading. I said, Well, I'm gonna go to bed and I'm gonna just leaf through it. Uh, for a few minutes and then go but to bed. You, weren't, you didn't I, stop until you were finished with the book. I wound up reading both of them. It took like over an hour or something, but I couldn't put it down. It was no. great. I mean, and that's the that's the mark oh, of a good awesome. story when, yeah, when something like that happens. So, anyway, that's my uh, that's my uh, sales pitch there. Batman: The Gargoyle of Gotham. Two episodes are out now, and the rest will be coming in the months ahead. Anyway, this is Geek Tank Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the future of Kiss. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Drop the racing form and step away from the TARDIS. 
The Geek Patrol is back. I was very strategic about that rejoiner because this week we celebrated International Dalek Day of Remembrance. Oh, oh. wait, what are they remembering? I mean, is the he, Daleks. Are Daleks. They, are they gone? Forget. I thought they. Okay. All right. I thought they're Daleks are gone. eternal. So. They're never gone. It's oh. funny that we have a holiday to commemorate that, and Max had enough time on his well, hands to dig on. that up. So. He's an engineer. Okay. <laughs> it just goes hand in hand. Well done, Max. And welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass. And if you're just tuning in, we had a nice little review of a, a new Batman comic, The Gargoyle of Gotham. Go buy your local comic book store. Check it out. It's uh, it's really good. I'm very pleasantly surprised with the first two issues so far. But, um, Brandon, I found hey. out about this comic book on YouTube, which is where I get pretty much all my news and all my... Movie well, things, and, and it's also just the greatest place to go down rabbit holes when you're recovering from surgery. Well, among that, so speaking of that, I was on YouTube, and I mean, Kiss is kind of fun, and it's fun to talk, yeah. see what they're up to. But apparently, December second was their quote unquote final ever concert. Right? Give me a break. I yeah. don't know that. Well, I buy well okay, it, but. okay. It was their final in person live concert. Um, That's what I want to ask you. One about. of our local friends, uh, Rodney, the guy who runs the Batcave, mm-hmm. uh, went to the show, and I had to oh, go talk right. to him because yeah. he's a huge Kiss guy too. It was at what Madison Square Garden, and, or something. and he was just like, you know, he couldn't stop talking. So of course, we roll into what you want to bring up with. So, well, I don't know. See, you're a loyal member of the I Kiss am, Army. We've watched that um, movie, you know, the seventies the, the yeah, movie. We, we to, did the Kiss meets the Phantom, uh, where they. Uh, have to fight their robot selves in an amusement right. park. Uh, they did kind of an homage to that a couple years back with Scooby Doo and Kiss. Uh, you know, and and they had an animated feature. Right, that was them fighting demons and mm. witches and stuff in an amusement park. Uh, so but, here's what I couldn't figure out. So I'm on YouTube and right? they say the future era of Kiss and and it it begins now. And so I watched the video. It's a third. It, it got kind of boring after a while, but oh, yeah. I, I okay. fast forward to the end. But it said the future of Kiss, and they were sitting in the uh, what do they call that? The volume, uh, in light. What is that? The industrial light man. It's yeah, called the volume. Isn't it where they filmed the Mandalorian and everything? Yeah, they're 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 at ILM. They're ILM. They're, yeah, and they are. Uh, they were making. They were creating their avatars. So they were making avatars. So they're saying Kiss concerts in the future are going to be avatars, full on digital concerts uh, <laughs> featuring. Yeah. The Star Child, uh, Space Ace, uh, you know, the Catman, and of course the Gene's Destroyer. Demon. Yeah. Uh, they're 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 going to be larger than life, uh, which will allow Kiss, despite their age, to continue to make new music and uh, still be able to get out there and quote unquote perform without you know the arthritis and, and the hours in the makeup chair and the 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 just. Peeling leather off at the end of the night. Okay, so what do we think of all this? I and, think it's and, amazing. Well, in the you know, it would be here, worth seeing at least one here's concert the thing. this way. In the but. realm of uh, you know, hologram Tupac showing up, at, you know, on yeah. stage, to the idea of having a Kiss concert forty years from now, when when every the only one who's still around is Gene, because someone has totally Somebody done his head like Futurama. Yeah, you know? <laughs> uh, it's. I think it's it's a great. Step, I mean, but this is we always talk about seed. We always talk about artificial intelligence, art, and how much we hate all that. And but what, what this, else? But that's this the is thing. exactly what this is. That's no. This is not AI. This is Mm-mm. this is digital mocap. This is your typical CGI in its newest form, and it's not like it's not like these guys are just going to be like 
these avatars are going to be doing it on their own. There will be guys in mocap suits that do all the moves across the thing, and then they just kind of broadcast it the same way they do video games nowadays. Okay. Alan has strong feelings, I can tell. Well, so. no, it's not a strong feeling. I remember when Gorillas, which was nothing but a studio convention, uh, absolute invention, yeah, yeah, did a live concert, and they did it with holographic projections onto the screens. Because those positioned around the do not stage. exist at all. They don't exist. You know, they're they're the skew musicians. The it's, band Gorillas. It's it's four members, and they're all inside the mind of one guy. Yeah, so, but that's the, that's how they were up front, though. I mean, that's like right. this is our act. Yeah. If well, you like it, pay the money. But, so, so, but they did a live concert with these basically yeah. imaginary characters, and hmm. it was actually fairly entertaining. They yeah. had live musicians on stage. It was kind of like a almost an homage to yeah. Dick Van Dyke dancing and, with the penguins. And see, and here's here's what we've got here is that Kiss is taking that step into the digital you know, avatar realm. But imagine all of our all of our favorite bands, they're aging. They're getting to the point where they're not, you know, going to be able to do this anymore. And a lot of these modern kids out here, uh I, I call them kids because they're younger than me. You know, you think Taylor Swift, you think uh, you know, uh What's Billie Eilish and all them? These guys are getting attacked on stage by people who want to throw stuff. Imagine if you can walk away from that danger and just have your hologram out there while you're in backstage, basically uh, projecting the whole thing. Eh, I don't know, man. Oh, dude, That's dude, a no, weird no, no, future. No, you're this, talking. This we, we always talk about live performance, and but it's gotten to the point where I mean, it, but it, can you, know, you still safely Im, do Im, a live performance? And oh, imagine, come on! Imagine. Well, no, it's gotten bad. I mean, uh, BB Rexa having to like sport a uh, a giant knot on her head and a, a cut under her eye because someone thought it was a good idea to throw a phone at her. <laughs> kind of remind this all kind of reminds me of like in Japan the whole idea of like vocaloids. It, it's very much in that same vein, Max. Vocaloids. Uh, you know, we've actually had uh, people do Vocaloid uh, performances at... I think the, Anime Blues at, did them. Well, we've had them at MCFC. Oh. I put them on on Saturday morning because, you know, it's like, it's the closest thing we have to a live-action cartoon since we stopped doing the live-action cartoon. Okay, but how much can you charge for this concert? I guess I'm wondering because, well, well, you know... Well, I mean, that's <laughs> the thing, though. Of course. When, you, when it comes down to it, when you've got someone who's a legacy uh, artist like Kiss, or let's say you two in the future, or hell, if somebody wanted to do Elvis in in a couple of months, you take music that he's already performed and you put it into a, you know the, an Avatar style. There are people who love these bands who will continue to pay tons and tons of money to go see them. I mean, you people pay eight hundred dollars for nosebleed seats to see Barbara Streisand. Can you imagine if it's somebody you actually want to see? <laughs> wow. I'm not going to disagree with you, Brandon. All right, yeah. but also yeah. think about being able to bring your production and your show to places where you couldn't go otherwise. Uh, so, hmm. war-torn Somalia need concerts. Or, you know, you could do benefits or other such in areas where we really, honestly, you should not go. Right. I don't know, man. There's the lines are the, the lines are getting blurred here. Yes, and, they uh, are. Yep. We're going to continue to try to focus when we come back here on Geek Tank Radio. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Alan Gilbraith doesn't need Horcruxes. The Geek Patrol is back. 
Yeah, that's for sure. So he'll, he, he's going to outlive. He, you're going to outlast all of us, Alan. So, oh, and I don't well. want to know how. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. Speaking of longevity, okay, mm. we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass. And speaking of uh, longevity and things that just won't go away, we've been talking about Kiss because <laughs> the band supposedly retired quote-unquote, December 2nd, they gave their final performance at Madison Square Garden. However, it was only to announce that they're also beginning a new era Mm -hmm. where there's going to basically be digital versions of KISS performing concerts. Uh, So you go to a concert hall, and there's a hologram, I suppose, of Paul Stanley or, you know, whatever. But here's what I wanted to say about that, you guys, because, okay, I did see the video with with, uh, where they were showing, you know, what these things look like. They actually look pretty cool, but the thing about Kiss is they're almost like superheroes. Like Gene yeah. Simmons' character suddenly had wings, and he's flying around breathing fire. And Peter Chris right. was like, flo- well, not Peter, Cr- their, their new drummer, right. floating but, around but hitting still, these it's things. It's still the Catman. But that's pretty cool. They could, yeah. and, and actually, those guys are getting old, and now so the new Kiss avatars could actually be almost, th- it, I mean, it would be a big theatrical production. Well, that's yeah. different than watching, like you said, a digital, uh, a, a an AI version of Barbara Streisand right, right, singing right. or so. And just think, Kiss might be able to well, pull this off. I don't know that everybody can and, do and this. And that's so. one of the things. Let's just talk about Gene Simmons himself for a minute. Okay. Uh, there is not a single thing in this world that Gene can't find a way to market. Gene, yeah. has, Gene has an amazing uh, capitalist brain. You can um, get a Kiss coffin. Yes, you can. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. with and without musical accompaniment, uh, you know, versions. I, hey, it's whatever works for you. Yeah. But... You know, you think about it. They've also always been willing to step in and touch base with you know the the as technology has grown. Uh, if you've ever seen the performances from Psycho Circus, their entire digital backdrop was you know CGI a uh, CGI circus. Yeah. Um. And now, if they wanted to resurrect some of the songs from Psycho Circus, they could turn the entire stage into a full on digital circus with the avatars. But this is just step one. Once Kiss has, uh, you know, got it down, imagine being able to go and watch, say, Disney goes, hey, you know, we see what we're doing here. Let's do an entire digital Avengers stage show. Hmm. Where, you know, it's like, you know. Because they do I mean, versions see, of that now. You right, guys right. Have seen, but yeah. now you can do it without having to worry about, like, with Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, where your Peter Parker got injured 4,000 times and you had stagehands and right. grips and all who were constantly in danger because of the stunts they were trying to pull off. Imagine being able to do that on a digital base. You're still going to entertain the masses. I don't know. And they're going to, and, and it's still a future though where these things are replacing people performing. Well, no, and, these things you know, the are replacing element. people on stage. They still have to have that human element in the mocap suit at the studio who records this to begin with. Mm, okay. I don't know. Uh, but, the movie Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's <laughs> the very movie little. Avatar. There's now the technology that Gene Simmons is talking about has now been fully developed. And we could put Brandon in an avatar suit and how Brandon looks in the avatar suit running around the little avatar foam gymnasium. Brandon is now, when you put on the avatar goggles, Brandon is now Brandon the giant, iron giant smashing mountains running around, but it's still Brandon. 
I guess the true test is just going to see when these well, concerts are going to start and you know, how many tickets and I mean, are going to sell. And, uh, and let's I mean, just be honest. We don't know. Pixar. Oh, yeah. Well, let's yeah. go way back. Christopher Walken's Brainstorm oh, was not, all about no, nobody digital. Wants, nobody wants to go back to Brainstorm. I know, but it was still digital information. You want to do Brainstorm, you got to bring the Cinemasicast in. Oh, or okay. I guess <laughs> Grind City Movie Madness. You know, they, they, they can handle that. All right. I don't want to watch Brainstorm again. Well, we don't want to turn the whole thing into a kiss, uh, no, kiss no. propaganda, but this is worth following because this is new. this, this is, really is going to be a lot bigger than kiss. Yeah, this is. Okay. You know, they may be the first ones that are stepping out there and saying this is what we're going to do, but watch how many people follow suit, especially if you've got artists who, for whatever reason, can't be out there. Yeah, whether it be from death, well, illness, just age. Tool Talk Radio's you know. broadcast live. Nobody. <laughs> Seriously. Um, Nobody. There, the three of us could be in an interview here in the studio. Nobody is going to pay And avatars. <laughs> I didn't say they were paying I was going to say, it. nobody's, nobody's, no, uh, what I'm saying is nobody's paying the money to create our avatars. Yeah. All right. Let's, okay. Yes. Anyway, we're going to be following this with great interest. So, <laughs> but, uh, the, the future of KISS is still, <laughs> is still on the move. But Brandon, let's shift gears because okay. this was sort of amusing. You said WB, well, I guess WB, the Warner Brothers and Paramount were were they were they in serious talks okay, about so, merging? So, or because so a lot of people are like, why would these are two these are two companies this? that the the they're the people in charge and various experts say the only, they could totally benefit each other if they merged right. and became one. Huh. The problem is is that uh, while experts say that they would benefit one another, financial experts are coming out and going nobody wants this look at what happened with the stock when the first rumors uh from Axios right. came out that these guys were meeting to talk about a merger uh both of their stocks dropped that day <laughs> and they didn't work their way back up to where they started for the day um so it's really going to be one of those you know we we talked about it before you know some men just want to watch the world burn it's it's honestly in my opinion it is the greatest line from any of the Christopher Nolan uh, Batman movies. It is a good line. And because it truly tells you the mindset of a Gothamite. I mean, it just does. But, I'm curious, though, why would... I mean, just playing devil's advocate, somebody out there will go, well, why is this a bad idea? Right. I can think of a lot, okay, but so, Brandon, why is this a so bad... the reason yeah. that this is a bad idea is you already have a lot of creatives who do not want to work with the Warners at this point yeah. because of the way that they, you know... They'll give you all this money. You put your heart and soul into something, and then they go, you know what? We can make more money if we put it on the shelf. Right. And they scrap your movie. They scrap your movie. Yeah. And yeah, you got paid for it. Sure, that's that's all well and good, but you got the, paid to make you, entertainment, not you didn't make a private. You didn't make, benefit you either. You were making because... a product. You were making an experience. Yes. And unless you've ever been a creative, you don't understand that. Yeah, but also, and that's why David Zaslov is. He, he he looks at it from the financial standpoint, and I'm not going to say he doesn't have a mind for numbers. He does, but he does not respect the creative. And if you put him, you're going to lose a lot of good stuff that's coming through from Paramount right now. But we'll touch on that. And there's a lot of collateral damage that affects uh, actors, producers, and directors, too. That's not good. So we're going to talk about that when we come back here on Geek Tank Radio. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Warning. Romulan ale has been known to cause diarrhea. The Geek Patrol is back. 
I got to start writing some new rejoiners. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, this is well established, well, Max. We all know that. We've all experienced well, the pain well, of that information. Well, but, and, and here's the thing about you writing new rejoiners. <laughs> we have a comedian in our back pocket that can totally write some that will surprise even you. It's my one joy in life, right? But I know, anyway, but but get him to help you so that you know sometimes. You already know what's coming. Okay. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, and everybody. I'm I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna interrupt again, guys out there in, in the real, really real world. If you've ever seen Joe seriously, uh, you know, laughing at something, it's an amazing thing, oh, and, okay. and we don't get that here. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio. Uh, I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass. And uh, we never miss an opportunity to bash on uh, Warner Brothers situation. <laughs> and and uh, the when you were off the air, you were talking to me, uh, Brandon, about I was asking why M- Warner Brothers merging with Paramount is a bad thing. Um, and but th- I wanted to just mention something because you talked about uh, what's this David Zaslav David Zaslav and how he's okay yeah he might understand numbers but the guy does not understand building goodwill or uh, or all the dynamics at play when you're making art especially film or television yeah. of all the all the fallout that happens when you do something yeah. like take the Batgirl movie that's almost completed and just scrap yeah. it well well Brandon all those people. They want to be discovered. This actress yeah. that played Batgirl, these are careers yeah. that he's actually destroying because how do you get seen if you're right, a producer right. or, or an actor? And now and, your stuff's on the shelf. Even if you got yeah. paid for it, there's a lot of things that it still and hurts. I'm going to I'm going to take a step back for just a few weeks and here on Geek Tank when we were talking about Acme versus, or Coyote versus Acme. Right. Oh, that's another All one. Right, so so he wants this shelved. He this isn't going to make any money. First off, it's a Looney Tunes. Movie. How did that not make money? All right. All right. That's... I know that Space Jam Two was bad, like uncharacteristically bad, but it still made money. Looney Tunes. I mean, you got John Cena, Wiley Coyote. <laughs> These are two people who are going to bring. They're going to put butts in seats. They, that's yeah. just the way it works. And they decide, no, we're going to shelve it. And then people. Outrage because this movie is done. It's done test screenings. It, it's extremely popular. It's it's scoring in the nineties. Uh, they go all right. Well, we'll shop it around. They were only going to make thirty million dollars off of shelving it, but now they are wanting someone to recoup not only the full budget plus up to twenty to twenty five percent on top of that in order to secure it. When you know most of the people who are going all right, we'll buy it. We'll put it out there. These are mostly most of them are just streaming services that are going to put it out there because they know people want it. Yeah, and they are going. We'll pay you what you would have gotten. Nobody's. They're going to keep it shelved because of the fact they're not willing to take the money that they were going to make for shelving it anyway, or a little bit higher uh, from a studio because of the fact. I mean, it's at this point it's spite. Yeah, it can't oh, yeah. be anything but spite. Mm. Yeah, there's something wrong over there, man. So, yeah, and and and, like- and I'm going to say this. Uh, David Zaslav met with Bob Backish from Paramount. He wants Paramount's catalog, not for anything that would benefit HBO Discovery or uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. He wants it so that he can, uh, you know, build his uh, quote unquote media empire, his his catalog, so that in the summer next year, when someone's looking at Warner's, he can get a good benefit for, to sell off Warner Brothers, Paramount, Discovery, whatever whatever the giant conglomeration is, get his golden parachute so he never has to work again. 
He doesn't care about the creative. He doesn't care about the IP. This is a guy who made his money off of flip or flop, which is about whether or not someone can sell a refurbished house. You know what you make me think, Brandon? So, you know, the perception I get is just the everyman that's out here in the world. I get the perception that all of the content that comes to us from from Hollywood is basically the decisions of what – it's like there's like 10 guys out there. Yeah. And then, and they're the ones that dictate more or less everything we get and how we're yeah. going to get it and what we're going to pay for. I'll, uh, I, I feel I'll, like I'll give you. I'll you're... give you. I'll oh, give man. you a good view of it. Um, Aquaman made over a billion dollars. The, the first one. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. The Aquaman sequel. People. One of the biggest complaints that are coming out. People are having fun with the movie, but one of the biggest complaints that people are uh, having about that movie is the fact that you can tell th- where the studio had them cut things and or reshoot things because you can see james wan stuff and it's really fun and it's very much aquaman and then you see other things and it's where some marketing exec goes we like it when he acts like a drunk surfer dude bring that back i know we grew up by the end of it but let's bring that back so it makes it like he's regressing yeah it's the tony stark scenario for mcu where people want people want the smarmy tony so we never get any real character growth with tony until Spider-Man, Homecoming, and then Endgame right. and, and uh, all that. So, you know, it's like everything that Tony, li- you know, grows into, they take it away for the next movie. The same they did with Magneto in all of the Fox movies. Right. Every lesson that Magneto learns through any of that disappears by the time we get another sequel. And and it sounds like that's what went wrong with the first Justice League movie. That they, it, You almost felt like you were watching two movies. You're like, yeah. okay— this this is one tone. The other you one could is tell another the, tone. you could tell the parts that were Zack Snyder, and you could tell the part that were uh, Joss Whedon, and they did not mesh. No. Okay. So this it, it, now is there a danger when you're uh, Zasloff to be having these public conversations and these pitches, and you know everybody was saying it's a bad idea. Their stock went down. Well. Doesn't that just make their company weaker and look worse? Than- he doesn't care because he gets his money one way or the other. He's guaranteed Can't a salary. Can't they get rid of him? I mean, well, not when you're that high up. It takes a lot of the board, and as long as they're they've got money coming in, they don't care what fails in the lower levels. I don't know. It's- Part of me doesn't care if Hollywood burns, but at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of people's yeah. careers that are affected, and I like when Warner Brothers makes good movies. I mean, so I mean, but. well, the, there there's two horrible sides to this coin, and neither one of them's good. Mm-hmm. One, you stay the course, right. in which case we keep getting influenced product influenced media of i'm going to go back to netflix when they picked up a few shows made the whole show with no test audience put the entire season out and you got a pure product daredevil season one bingo great great that was probably the best one of the bunch yeah and you really got to be amazed the flip side of the coin is you stay the course all the way to the bitter burning end. Yeah. And welcome to media and the fact that there are thousands of people waiting on you to burn. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's uh, so well. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, oh. we follow the world and we just report what we see. But it's <laughs> yeah. time to get out of here, you guys. So until next week, we are the Geek Patrol and I am Joe Thorderson. I'm Alan Gilbert. I'm Maximilian. And I'm Brandon Olmsted, hoping that we don't burn along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs>